Welcome back to the Social World Podcast. Thoughts on the social world is what you Google. And I'm delighted, as usual, to have your company. I'm Dave Niven. And as always, I hope, we've got a really good, interesting and um, very sort of busy guest today, Christina Gabatas. Now, some of you might remember Christina from before. She's an author. She is a campaigner for children's rights and safety. She uh, is also now an honorary member of the NSPCC Council and is involved in all sorts of initiatives, which some of which I hope we were going to get through the programme. So welcome, Christina. Good morning, David. Thank you for having me again. No, oh, you're welcome. Now, OK, um, I think firstly what I'd like to do is just talk about the latest um, book, that you put out, or it's effectively for for youngsters, graphic novel, but it's a sequel story from No More Knives County Lines, which is what you did before. This one's called Trapton County Lines, and uh, I know that you've been incredibly busy with police forces and others, especially in the north of England, actually going round and actually talking to classes of children age appropriately about this. Do you want to expand on that a bit, please? Okay, so yeah, um, Trapting County Lines is the, is the sequel story. So uh, previously, the No More Knives or County Lines, uh, which was commissioned initially by um, the Humberside Police and Crime Commissioner, um, was was a, was a huge success. Um, visit, visited over one hundred and fifty schools now, mm. um, predominantly yeah. primary. Um, again, I think primary age children are being overlooked for education. Um, because of the success of that one, um, and I, I went out extensively with North Yorkshire Police, uh, with the school's liaisons team into into many schools, as as with Humberside, I've been in, on the south bank of the Humber. So in North Yorkshire, I've been into so many primary schools and secondaries and uh, complex needs people referral units, and um, so it was uh, it was uh, Sergeant Hardy Lewis who said, oh, you know, a sequel story would be would be brilliant. So. There was born Trapton County Lines. The Trapton County Lines sees the characters groomed uh, once again into County Lines. Um, but this time things are set to never be the same. Mm. Well, I mean, listen, it, it, it's incredible. Most authors, most successful authors talk about their book tours, you know, going around kind of like um, Waterstones or other big bookshops and things like that, which I'm sure you have as well. But to go around 150 primary schools must be some kind of a record for a book tour and, and at the same time doing so much good. Well, do you know what? I really enjoy it. All my writing um, has educational elements um, about them. Uh, but this is the one that um, I actually uh, enjoy doing the most um, because mm-hmm. I feel like it can I can make help to make a difference. And... I do. Um, I think it's really important. As I say, all my stories have educational elements. And I think getting the message across, because I'm hearing so many stories from from doing the first story. Obviously, I do a lot of research, interviewed an ex-gang crime member, lived experience. I, you know, I include um, young people with my research as well to find out what they would think would be good to put within the story. And I just think it's it, it's really important because... I'm getting so many messages from parents um, of children who have been caught up in county lines, and it's horrific. I heard some awful stories. It's not going away. Um, in one particular area, 
um, well, actually, I'm going to say it was in the Highlands of Scotland, is that, um, you know, a parent there said her son's been groomed into county lines. He's 13 years old. He organised crime groups buying up old um, cheap council properties and using them as drug dens and to launder money. It's just I'm receiving so many different messages. That's that's just one. No, I, I mean, it sounds quite horrific, to be honest. I mean, listen, I tell you what, just for people that might not be immediately aware, although I think a lot of people that listen to safeguarding um, are aware, but just a quick sentence or two explaining county lines. Okay, so county lines is where um, children can, you know, in my stories are exploited and groomed into delivering drugs packages into different areas. So, for instance, in my story, it's from Leeds to Manchester, um, carrying the packages you, with the burner phones into the different areas. So basically, it's just carrying the drugs packages into, into different areas. And a lot of the, um, well, children have been groomed from, from primary age. And uh, it, it, it's quite horrific. The, the teenagers have been exploited and groomed and the, who are also victims. And then they're bringing in the primary age children as well. Um, they to be drugs couriers and also under under a lot of threat too that they are and what we have to realize sometimes is that sometimes children aren't they're put in a position where they can't say no they're not given a choice mm -hmm. and it's it, basically the, the idea is when we go into schools and you know if i get a call from a school and say look can you can you come in i'll contact the local policing team wherever i am because i know how important it is and how it can be really helpful mm -hmm. Uh, to everybody lots of safeguarding issues um have come to light and it can be really um helpful for you know for police and partners as well and uh, it's just really important and um mm -hmm. i can't stress enough it's that it's actually um well some, some schools don't want us to go in um they don't want their children learning about it and i say well you're doing your children a massive disservice because unfortunately we have our children now have access to to all kinds of things and as much as 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 parents we try and police it ourselves you can't do all the time you can't say you know i spoke to one friend oh well my my daughter doesn't go onto tiktok yeah so, well, let well, me tell you <laughs> i think the yeah. thing is though christina that you, you listen to your own figures speak for it i mean Yes, there are always going to be people that are more protective or have a particular philosophy about what young children should and shouldn't hear. We, we get it. But the vast majority, by the sound of it, invite you in. I mean, you know, 150 primary schools can't be wrong. Um, oh and and yeah. so it's not as if everybody's stopping you. It sounds like the, the great majority. Um, and what more can you do, really, than that? Yeah, and I think that... But for those that are kind of reticent about it is that I think I would say that first and foremost, we're educating the children and then we're helping the teachers because the teachers have so much to do. There's only so much that they can take on board. It helps them to open up the conversations and carry on having that conversation afterwards. Then when we go into school, the children take away a copy of the, the comic strip story and in, you know, they can then have, a conversation with the parents so it helps to get it out into the communities and I think more needs to be done with early intervention and predominantly children are in school so that's where to capture them and then for the parents and this works it's evident it works because of the messages that I get from parents and carers 
um, and the children through the social media channels, through the YouTube mm. and through TikTok. I was advised by the Youth Commission to set up a TikTok account. Believe you me, TikTok is not a place where I want to have an account. But that said, <laughs> it, it, this is really helping with the impact and the measurement of the impact because we're going to the school, have the conversation, um, run the session. Basically, in a, in a primary school, it's kind of getting them to understand what it means when someone is trying to groom them, trying to get I them do, to do something. Yeah. I think it's horses for courses, though, what you're saying. I totally get it. I mean, and I know you wouldn't just join TikTok to learn how to do the latest dance. Oh, gosh, no, no. I mean, but what I'm finding is, obviously, you know, primary age children shouldn't be on there, but they are. And um, so they're they're sending messages on there. So, you know, I said, did you find that useful? You know, and the the thing is, they're remembering why we went into the school. It's Mm. there. Stories mm. there. So I'm sharing each school I go into, obviously, um, you know, safeguarding permitting, we can share some some photographs and just put a little reel together. And, well, I think, um, you know. And, and that's a way to work, especially with the a lot of the secondary schools. I've also going into the secondary schools. Yeah. Um, but anything, hang on, hang on a second, though. I, I just got to sort of contextualise this and then, then we'll get you started on that again because you've also your follow-up book that you've done. Is for slightly older children at yes, the kind trapped. of cusp, as far as I understand it, primary to secondary. Is that about right? Anyway, this the, the trapped in county lines, but but the important thing is it's the style that you've done it in. You've deliberately done it as a graphic novel that would appeal to the youngsters. And from what I gather from your feedback and talking to you and so forth, that was a smart move. Um, and we can yeah. get contact of that where to get that and also anything else to do with you i just this is a good time to remind people all the links to do with what you're talking about and more i'll make sure is on the front page of this podcast yeah good so right sorry you were interested yeah, anyway. so, yeah, so, so trapped in county lines yeah kind of in the mm. first story uh the children are ranging from age 10 to 16 they're hanging out into park they're groomed by a guy called steve uh, at the end of that, they're all kind of um, uh, arrested and taken for questioning, dealt with by youth offending teams, and that was that. So this is this is now three years on. So Luke, the youngest, is thirteen; the eldest is um, eighteen, which is Mo. So within this story, it's quite a hard hitting story. There is a fatality through a stabbing, and uh, one of the characters, Luke, who's thirteen years old, goes missing at the end. Um, Basically, he's once again he's groomed, and um, the, the house gets cook, taken over. So the cuckooing element there, oh, yes. um, bond, yeah. and the and the debt bondage as well. So it's explaining to uh, to those. Um, what I have realised when I've been going to secondary schools is that um, I think we automatically assume that they know even what county lines are. I think it's it's an all encompassing mm. thing, and and mm. and they don't. And I think explaining what. That means it's it's a terminology that's obviously bandied about. Um, it's yeah. getting them to understand what that means, what you know is involved in that. Obviously, you've got you've got the the ex, you know the exploitation, the grooming, uh, the counterlines. With that comes comes violence, knives, carrying weapons, um, more drugs, crack cocaine, that that the whole thing, and you know having the house taken of the cuckooing. I know we went into one school and the. In fact, you can look on the YouTube, the teacher's comment about that cuckooing element that I um, put within the story. And what he said was that it's the first um, mm. story animation he'd seen that 
that really ca captured that that age wow. group. And Good. Yeah, uh, that, I was I mean, quite... it works then. You know, that's the important. It works. Thing. It yeah, works. he said it's. Yeah, he said that it's. It's the only thing is that he's seen that actually engaged with that age group and, and really, when I'm conducting my research, I, you know, I I met with the North uh, North Yorkshire Police Cadets at the York and Harrogate, and the North Yorkshire Youth Commission. So I wanted to hear what they had to say and what they mm. thought would be good yeah. to, to utilise them. So, and also um, very, very much a collaborative effort in the fact that, you know, I've used a 20-year-old a to do the illustration work mm. um, who's at the uh, university. Mm. And so I, I very much collaborate with, with young people okay. when, I'm, when I'm doing my stories because I think it's important because they, they are the audience and they are the ones that we need to, to, to educate as much as we possibly can. We're and to try and get as frontal, in front of as many as possible, I think, too. Yeah. That, that's why hopefully listeners to this and, and others will begin to add to the invitations that you're getting, which, I mean, are huge at the moment. I don't know whether you, you can clone yourself, perhaps. Maybe that would help. I don't know. Well, I think face-to-face -face -face is really important. I know there's, a, there's, only, there's only one of me, but there are lots of other... Um, lots of other individuals out there who are delivering uh, into schools mm. um, and I'd, I'd, I'd like to give them a bit of a showcase really which as, as well can, yeah can't be everywhere but I think the teachers are actually crying out for resources and help yeah, um, well, and I think yeah. having why I did the comic strip style story is that it will engage most readers because it's kind of um in that style, um, visual, anybody with attention difficulties, um, and also having the animation as well, um, is it well engaged and it's not too long. But I do think the the, the best way to get messages across are through the power of storytelling. Um, as you've as always believed, I know you've always believed in that. Uh, I mean, because you've you've authored quite a bit. But hang on, let, let, let's. I'm just thinking of time here, and I want to move on a slightly bit wider, if that's all right. You can talk about obviously okay. county lines if it fits in, yeah, and uh, initiatives that you might be thinking about at the moment. Right. So, I'm actually going into. So this is going to. I'm going into a school on Friday, a secondary school, um, at, at the request of the school. So I'm working with year eights, nines, and tens. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're running sessions with. Um, a few hundred at a time in those sessions. And then the, for the last session, I'm going to spend an hour um, for those that want to, to um, to construct poetry. So um, in, any, in, in any style, so writing about it or even illustrating. Um, and that kind of got me thinking as well when I was chatting to, to Heidi Lewis about perhaps uh, running an initiative to encourage children, young people from age 12 to 25 um, to write. So anyway, this is born an initiative. So this, so I've set up this initiative now, which is going to be launched at the beginning of March. And it's, it's encouraging um, young people aged 12 to 25 to write a poem in any style or a song. Um, and is this is going to be open this initiative until mm. the end of june in the mid-july um they'll be sent to the judges now the judges i've got on board are a real mixed mixed bag so, all right. <laughs> so i've got um any from from poets mm. to um, uh various police personnel from from different areas all from different ranks in policing 
Um, that's from North Yorkshire, West Yorkshire, Humberside, Bedfordshire. Um, and then I've got lived experience um, and campaigners as well. Um, I've got a lady, Lorraine uh, jones Burrell, who's a pastor. She founded the Dwayne Simpson Foundation, Kimberly Lamb, who's a legitimate... So, so you, I mean, you've got a bag full of, of, of judges. Yes. Um, uh -huh. I mean, and, and if I remember rightly, Christina... It was the same principle, the same model, where because you put together um, a, a book of lockdown poems from children and you yeah. got people in to judge that and so forth, and it went down very well. And so presumably this model is going it, to be something said, similar. It was said, and that, so as well as so the, um, so what they will get for entering, so the, the winning poem or, or song um, is a £200 prize, but also what I want to do is put together a book of the best 50, the top 50, yeah. um, which will be published um, and for for everybody to view. And each of those 50 who get chosen for it will, will get a free copy and then the ones further on will be, be for sale. And mm. any proceeds from those sales of those books will go to NSPCC's Childline. The mm -hmm. winners of the initiative will be announced on International Youth Day, which is the... 12th of um august so, so that's i mean when... that that's not that far away so the sooner uh -oh. we get cracking the better obviously right and well, you're launching this on friday are you yeah that's, the... that's um <laughs> late end of this week yeah this is a monday yeah, the... this is being recorded on so yeah, the so it's friday... the first, yeah, first of march first of march okay. all being well getting it all online but yeah so there's going to be an extra page added to my website, trappedincountylines.co.uk. So that extra page will have uh, showcased the photographs of the judges and their titles. Um, so, yeah, so I've got a real, I've got a um, an investigative reporter on board as well. And these are all people that I've engaged with over since 2019, since doing my research about the topic. Well, and that's I think what networks are for. Well, what I wanted to do was to get everybody talking about it, working together, um, because it's it's such a huge problem and it's more of a problem than the general public think. Uh, and it's just because I hear so many horrific stories and I think we need to talk about this. We need to get everybody talking about it into our communities, parents, carers, teachers, Children. We're talking about a subject, and you've been you've been actively working and campaigning on a subject that is essentially huge in terms of the grooming of young people, and you know the the way that drug dealers and drug users and gangs and everything like that use them, intimidate them, push them through. However, it's also, as you well know, and we've talked about this before, part of a, a wide enormous safeguarding problem that vulnerable adults and young children have in this country and all in fact worldwide um whether, whether it's trafficking whether it's slavery and slavery and whether it's any other form of coercive activity on the vulnerable and you've certainly made a made a, an impact in looking at that aspect of it and and to try and pull it all together i mean you know the people i talk to on the program here worldwide looking at these enormous problems and the internet is almost at the core of most of it so after you've done this have you got other books in mind other because i mean obviously you found the way to get your voice across which is fantastic have you have you other things in mind to write about or are you too busy with the things you've talked about so far 
Right. So what I can say is that because how I know that this is impacting the children, the, the young people who are going to secondary schools is at the end of the story, Luke goes missing and he's not found. And this is happening so much. And the, the children are really concerned. What's happened to Luke? Is there going to be another story? Mm. There definitely uh-huh. is another story. But okay. what I do need is, again, um, there's the first two, the, the the third story can be what, what happens and to let children know uh, what does happen. Uh, and I already have a story in mind for that. So I'll be okay. looking for fund anybody out there to fund the next one. So the next kind of comic strip style and animation. After that, what I'm going to do is uh, put a teen novel together graphic teen novel oh. with the whole story and a little bit more um again targeted at, at that age group and because of the content um they're more likely to read it as well and I, I i say to them all what i put in my stories obviously the characters are fictitious within my stories but this is true to life this is what happens so it's based on a lot uh, a lot of true fact. No, absolutely, um, and the amount of help that you're getting is fantastic. I mean, I, I'm presumed too that they'll make an effort to do the usual kind of get a hold of some big names to endorse it as well. Well, it's it's just about everybody working together. Obviously, um, you know, if if anybody out there can help, who is a celebrity, obviously, I'm no celebrity. I'm just you know me, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. um, I think that that can help. Um, but I think, yeah, more needs to be done with early intervention. It's far better to, um, you know, educate before it's too late, before the mm. before the exploiters get to the children and young people, yeah. um, than, than trying to pick up the pieces afterwards. I know it's um, it's a, it's a small step, but we have to try. Um, oh no, no, I have no I, question about that. Let, let me ask you this, Christina, because I mean we've got a few minutes left, and I want to make sure that I. Ask what I, I hope you can tell me. You you talked a lot about collaboration with the police. You talk a lot about collaboration with education vis-a-vis the schools and so forth. What about the other kind of safeguarding kind of pillars, if you like, health and social services? Do you see openings there within their remit and within their activity that, that would benefit from the work you've done? Definitely. I'm happy to speak to anybody um and and work with anybody um in that respect mm. um i do get a lot of requests for things um but like anybody else i can't work for free i do a lot of voluntary stuff on various uh you know sides of, of my work um and i'm running this initiative voluntarily because i feel so passionate about it and bringing all these i've got i've got over 25 judges who have come on board um again who are all obviously uh, like yourself, we're all volunteering your time to to. to there look must at- be a name for that collection of judges, and must be okay. <laughs> all right, uh, listen, listen, t- t- just quickly, the last few minutes. All right, any other messages you'd like to get out? I mean, or uh, and make sure people remember what I said. I'll have every contact detail for you on the front of the website, on front of the podcast. You know, uh, as as well as you know, trying to do you know contact anybody or have a link to anything you've talked about already well i the, the message i would like to get across is just if you're parents carers teachers anybody in the community just talk to your children about these topics um 
because it can happen to any child anywhere. Mm. It's not just in areas of deprivation. It's absolutely everywhere. Where can uh, they buy a copy of your book? Right, so they can, they can, they, you know, they can go to Amazon, but it's far better to go to through my website because then Amazon don't get my profits. No. <laughs> very small. And of course, Amazon uh, never listened to us, so we're all right. Yeah. Uh, so no, they're, they're available through Amazon. You you can order through a bookstore, um, but you could go direct to um, the christinagavitas dot com website where the where all the where all my publications are. Um, and you can get the, get them that way. Um, but if there are any kind of schools or uh, other police forces out there, you know, if if large quantities are bought, the printing costs are lower, so I can supply them at a cheaper price. Mm. Um, and <laughs> I just think it's really important to... Um, all right. When I've done the sessions for children to actually take it home and chat to the parents, or if, if not, I mean, we will be doing some more poetry as well surrounding this Um well, it's a lovely way. It's a lovely way to engage the children because they will be enthusiastic about it. I mean, I'm guessing that entry's free, is it? Uh, and of course, it is. Gosh, yeah. yeah. It's, no, no, it's... no. But I just, just had to be said. I think you know, in case people thought they would have to. So that's fantastic. And there's a prize, and they can be part of a book. Fifty top poets in, in your book. I think that would be an excellent opportunity both to learn and also to um, spread the word. Yeah, I mean the poets I have on board are relevant to the to the subject as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, spoken word artists and uh, youth youth workers I've got on board as well. Mm. So yeah, we're, there's a real kind of um, everybody feels really passionate about it, and we, we all want to work together. And I think that's the important thing. People need to work together more, chat more, and share more information. And I think that that really is key. And early intervention. Oh, I mean, it's the it's the old story, and everywhere I go and have the conversations, the people in different disciplines and yours obviously as well, it all comes down to this: that there are people out there whose job it is, uh, whose business is safeguarding, but mm-hmm. it's everybody's business really in the whole community safeguarding. You know, people. Definitely. Some people get paid for it, but it really is everybody's business, and that not only means schools, but it means friendship circles, it means extended family, it means the neighbours, it means anybody who's got worries. We really need to come forward as a community now because we're so much better at dealing with things when they come forward. People used to really worry about that, but now there's an awful lot of sensitivity around. There is, and I think, um, again, what you said earlier about online, um, you know, Mm more and more children are being groomed more online as, as well um which mm-hmm. which is quite quite frightening but again down to education speaking uh, yeah. not just making it a special a special lesson once in a while it's got to be spoke about a lot anyway listen yeah. <laughs> power to your elbow christina gavitas i hope you carry on doing what you're doing you do you are doing some great work and i think that's got to be seen and recognized I know you were down at number 10 recently getting a, 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 a thank you. And and I've got a, a point of light award. That was for my voluntary work on Children's Literature Festival's charity. Well, right. And I also know you're running the, the London Marathon for NSPCC soon, aren't you? The child line, yeah, that's in, in April. That'll be my fourth marathon. <laughs> You'll be fit then. That'll be fine. Well, listen, the important <laughs> thing is thanks for coming along and talking about stuff and I think probably, and it's no secret, we'll probably have you back in about a year and you can tell us how it's gone. 
yeah then we can see how the book's doing and how yeah mm. how it's all yeah it sounds like a good plan thank so, you for having me keep well power to your elbow see you very soon and thanks okay. again cheers thank you bye